Jack Welch rightly says, before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. And this is very true in our today's guest case, I would say. Hello and hi. Welcome to the fourth episode of Authorpod, a podcast exclusively for authors. Now, before I introduce you to her, I want to do two things. First one is to hold my breath. And second one is to request you all to hold your jaws from dropping. So here I go. Dr. Anita C. Powell is an artist angel, a mom and a grandmom. She is an international spoken word artist as well as a poet, a metaphysical philosopher. Uh, this is the one that we are going to discuss in detail today, a lecturer and a thought leader. On the professional front, Dr. Anita is the advocate at Michigan and Employment Appeals and a newly elected precinct delegate. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. <laughs> okay, great, great. She is the proud author of You, which is your own universe, Reflections of an Angel, which is a book of poetic affirmations, and The Divine Feminine, My Relationship with God. This uh, book is a global anthology and is written by 14 inspiring authors. On the uh, work front, she is a global chair with All Ladies League, Oneness and Wisdom, field advocate with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And on her social service front, she and her family are the ambassadors with buildon.org, partnering with the community of Burkina Faso, West Africa, raising funds to build a school. And currently, Dr. Anita is also working on language reform, change the norm for senior citizen to seasoned citizens and uh, another venture of her own, which is Tap and To You, a movement about treasure mapping experience founded by her, which is for young as well as adults. And she is also working with uh, the Change the World for Peace campaign. This is quite an introduction, I must <laughs> say, <laughs> a long list. But I am super proud to be hosting you today, let me tell you. And uh, how are you feeling today? Thank you, Nilshri. I am doing wonderful. I'm just so honored and blessed to be sister sharing with you this morning, this afternoon. Absolutely. You see, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes. So let us move ahead. And today okay. the book in conversation is Your Own Universe. And uh, the title is very intriguing, I must say. And I cannot wait to hear more about it. And I would request you to do the honors, Dr. Anita. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you, your own universe is all about uh, the energy that we have within us. You, your own universe uh, spells out exactly, you know, what it is, what we, anything that we own, we have influence over. So, and that's the same as what we have on the inside of us. We have influence over our energy because what is produced, what is manifest, what yields on the outside, it, it starts on the inside. 
And you was written to show that, you know what, we are co-creators with the universe. We, we have the power. So, and we're always manifesting. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, I want to manifest this. I, I don't manifest, um, I don't manifest everything that I want and, and different things like that. We're manifesting all the time. It's just that so often we manifest what we don't want because it is, it, it's always anything. Um, and, and I've been thinking about this lately, uh, uh, Neil Street. Anything that comes forth that yields in the tangible, it started with a thought. Anything, even in the beginning of spiritual scripture, there was the word. What comes before the word? A thought. You got to think about that word. And, and I'm saying it in, in, in uh, physical language, in my limited intellectual way to say it. Um, but everything, every single thing that is seen with the naked eye originated with a thought. And within our thought is the content, the intent, and the interpretation. So within us, you, your own universe, our chakra uh, system, our aligning 10 bodies, we have that influence to direct the energy, even if I'm not talking um, uh, on a spiritual level, if you will, scientifically, the law of, of the law of, of thermal thermodynamics, energy may be um, energy cannot be created, it cannot be destroyed, but it can be changed. In our mind is energy, the synapse, the electrons, the the the, the pro, you know all of those those that electrical current. That um, that can be influenced. It can be changed according to what suits us well. We, I think, we as individuals, we want to now start raising the bar. I, I, I think it's time. Uh, and, and COVID had uh, a lot of COVID was a time when we were to sit down and say, you know what? There's more to you, more to me than what meets the eye. We've got to start looking metaphysically, meaning beyond that what we can see. And, and the you, our own universe, consists of that energy. It, it means that we are able to, one, to be mindful. And, and throughout even my, my time, on, on the journey of my continuum, continuum up, up to recent, you know, we hear so much about our limitations, you know, uh, how we're procrastinator, or we fear um, uh, disorganization. We're, we've been so concentrating on that third dimension level of us that we've not even come to mind into our shadow and, 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 and that other part, the shadow and, and the soul. So we have to be mindful. It's time now to be mindful that, you know what, within that imperfection, within that limitation, there is, and within that imperfection, there's perfection. And within my humanness, I, we are not only human, we are divine. So I think we need to start raising the bar, saying, recognizing that, okay, yeah, wait a minute. I do have limitations, but I also do have purity and wholeness within. So I know I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I, I could go on and on and on and on. So that's what you is just basically a gentle, easy read to say, hey, sis, hey, brother, you know what? We are co-creators here. We, there is one energy, one love, and we are connected. And once we realize this, once we, 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 
we can set a bar. And I know there's just so much going on in the world. I mean, when I think about like the Afghanistan, just, you know, trafficking and, and even sometimes I might get a little discouraged and say, you know what, what's happening? You know, what's going on? But then I, I boost it to say, you know what? Once we start, this is the time now that now, you know, more people are getting together and, and, and maybe not getting together in groups, but getting together individually, which makes it collectively, which makes it energetically saying, OK, we're shifting the energy of, of the world. And, and I do believe I believe that all of that can all of that shifting can happen. I'm like Paul John with, with Paul John Lennon and, and let there be peace and let it begin with me that you, the Maharaji effect, changing the energy of a city, the monks actually changed because they collectively got together in thought. You, you know, so yeah, so you, and I don't want to get too deep in it, but you is is, is a, a reference a book to, to, to explain our chakras and even shares uh, the information, like people in our lives, people in our lives mirror. They mirror what... Um, they mirror who we are and 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 what we need to work on ourselves. You know, because it's never about the other person, and it's not a big thing. You know, I might be uh, uh, someone may be sloppy. You know, and I might say, "Oh, that person is sloppy." That's in my life. All they're showing me is that okay, I need maybe need to check change check my thoughts. Maybe my thoughts are sloppy. Maybe I need to do a little check on myself and 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 deal with that. You know, also like I said, start. You know, we 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 have been so. Um, used to now and, and habit, I guess. We're so used to sharing the past, what, what has hurt us and, and how it's carried on. And, and we're, we've been so, you know, webinars, seminars and all this on how we can improve ourselves with our limitations. Let's start thinking about that perfection that we already have. Because that's so important as well. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, uh, I can clearly, you know, feel the passion that you have for your work as well as your writings. Uh, I I would like to move to next question now. Mm -hmm. uh, the cover of a book. How important do you think is the cover and the title of a book? I I think the cover and the title of the book is is very important. Secondary. Because the first thing is, I believe we want to know who are we speaking with? And then once we know who we're speaking with, then that title, you know, and then the cover, you know, uh, you, the, the, the title and, and, and the cover, I, my audience is like, uh, really, I say 55, you know, with that, that, that senior language reform, but even younger, I, I've gotten people younger uh, saying that they, they've read the, the, the reference manual and began working with the journal and that it's helping them because I wanted the book to show that, okay, within you, your own universe, there's storm. There's also peace. There's all those those shadows. There's that soul. There's that spirit. And all of that is within us. And it's so beautiful to connect with, 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 with all of it. Such a beautiful description, I would say. So uh, talking about writing, does writing energize you or does it exhaust you? Both. 
it it does both. Yes, it does. It does both. It depends on what I'm writing because, you know, of course, we all have our past and and we are who we are, the the strength and 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 whatever the weakness and whatever um has carried ha, has produced our character to be what it is. And it depends. Um there there are times when I may journal and Nilshri, and I'm I'm writing something may come up where I may still feel guilty about, and I'm writing about it, and it exhausts me. It makes me cry. It makes me sad, and it it, it takes my energy. Um, but I'm writing. I, what I'm doing is clearing because I love that hoponopono. I'm clearing and cleansing what I have. But then that that is the that is the the darkness. You know that is the beautiful darkness. In the darkness is the unfoldment, and that is beautiful. You cannot go to the enlightenment without without embracing and sitting and being, you know, and, and being caressed by the darkness. Yeah. So, and then it, 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 when it, when it energizes to be like, when I'm talking about like now, when I'm talking like my relationship with God, that anthology book, when I'm talking about my relationship with God, how I journeyed up to the day, it's my journey in, in, in recovering that, that it, and years and years and years that, that I shared with God meant to me, I had not established my relationship with God. So when I'm writing about it, that energizes me because it's like, oh my God, look, I mean, and now I have it. Now I know my relationship with the creator, with the universe. So it does, it does both. It depends on what I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, great to know. Uh, you spoke about journal. So do you journal regularly? I mean, how are your writing routines? What is your I do. Uh-huh. I, I I do. I journal. I'm gonna say I journal maybe uh four days out of the out of the out of the week. Typically, you know, uh, the 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 intention is every night. And what I do, I call it my thankful, grateful journal. So what I do is at night I list uh 11 things that I'm grateful for that happened during the during the day. Then I write a paragraph, a certain paragraph about my family, how we're protected and under the creativity and all that. Then the uh, then the bottom part, I will say that I'm grateful for one particular thing. Like I'm grateful that all of my wants, my needs and my purpose are now aligned with the creator. Now aligned, not tomorrow, now aligned with the creator. And, I, and they are totally and completely fulfilled. So that's my journaling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is beautiful. I think uh, inspired from you, I will surely start doing journaling. I have been researching on it, but then uh, somehow I tend to lose the track, but I'll do it regularly now. Thank you for inspiring me. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it takes discipline. I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, Sheree, sometimes I'll be journaling and, and, and that's what helps me to that gratitude because I can be journaling. My my thing is, I didn't start off with 11. I mean, I started off with three. I mean, I've been jur- journaling for years. I, I keep all of my journals and they're composition, dollar store composition books, you know, and I just keep them. And I'll refer to them every now and then. I just have them in a, just in a storage. And sometimes when I'm journaling, I have to really think about, okay, what am I grateful for today? And what that tells me, beautiful, is that, okay, throughout the day, you took advantage of some things. You didn't notice some things because your mind was off on something else. So you were blessed with seeing something that the creator gave you, but you weren't mindful of it because your thought was on something that 
whatever it might, you, you know what I mean? So I have to think, and then that's what it reminds me at that time. And I don't like beat myself up and feel so guilty. And oh my God, oh, I don't do that because I'm learning that everything easy peasy, nice and breezy. We can have fun with our shadows. We can have fun, you know, embracing our soul, elevating our soul. We can have fun with all of this. So, but when I'm journaling, all it does is just say, okay, you know, you weren't mindful. That's all. There's something, some things that you went through today that you lacked gratitude because you didn't take time to notice it. That's all. So it's a beautiful reminder the next morning. Hey, notice stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> where, uh, where do your writing inspirations come from? Ooh, they come from so many places. A lot. Um, I just learned within the last maybe, I'm going to say two time, just, you know, there is no time and space, you know, really. But uh, I'm going to say within the last two years, um, I've noticed uh, my inspiration time. I call it my time with God, my God hour. Mm. It's four o'clock in the morning. And I, I, I discovered that because I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning, I'd go back to sleep. You know what I mean? And I would get this thought. I said, oh, I'll remember it. And then when I wake up, finally wake up, I'm like, what was that thought? What was that thought? What was that thought? I said, doggone it. And I would try to remember it. But, you know, and then I, then I went to the place that I still would get the thought and I would still go back to sleep. But I would say, no, throughout the day, I'm going to pray that I, that I receive that information again. And then it dawned on me, no, that is your hour. So I get so much inspiration during my God hour. I get inspiration walking down the street. I get inspiration talking with you. I It's, it's just, that's the inspiration is noticing all of the, the miracles that we have in front of us that the creator provides for us. I agree. I, I also believe that it's only the perspective that needs to be focused on. Everything around you, everyone around you is there to motivate you, is there to inspire you. It's just that perspective that needs to be worked upon and then things are started. Like there won't be any dull moment if you have that vision to see those things in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so agree. I, and I love how you put that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's why you, that's why you're the facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, according to you, is the most difficult part of writing a book? Sometimes starting, actually starting. Okay. Yeah, because you know, it's that, you know how I know here I, I've learned that um, they would say when you start writing, just start writing anything, just start writing anything and, and something, you know, it'll come up. That is difficult. And and I know um, um, uh, I had thought something else, but this just came to me. Uh-uh. The most difficult time is actually starting the writing because our my mind is so cluttered that I don't I'm I, I'm not at that point have the freedom or or the the yeah the freedom to or to to actually just start writing just anything because I'm you know because that analyzing mind that logical mind this is not logic this is not this doesn't make sense. 
That's the stopping of that, as opposed to having the freedom to say, okay, the boy jumped over the brown dog, or the dog ran to the yard. That's the hardest part, starting, having that, having the freedom. I am very much able to relate to this because right now I have four different plots that I'm working on, okay? Uh -huh. Fully developed plots, I would say. But I'm not getting that start you know that that is completely satisfying okay this is going to be the start there are four plots i have them with me but then i don't know where to start them with see i know that beginning huh yeah. i know it's like okay 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 and, and and we know it's in it's in there you know yeah yeah I, and i didn't you know i didn't think of that this is the, just this morning talking with you see you're an inspiration just this morning talking with you i realized uh-uh the hardest part for me is actually getting started yeah <laughs> okay who is your very first critic that's me lord i'm, I'm analyzing a, a critical virgo i'm a virgo to the core i <laughs> i don't know a lot about astrology different you know the 12 zodiac signs but i know about virgo i am my oh my gosh yeah yeah, I had to really learn a lesson. That was one of my lessons on this earth is to learn. You got to, you know, and, and, and the criticism of myself, what I realized was simply fear. And, and I justified it as being critical. Because the like perfection thing, and all that. Yeah. The best thing about uh, the ourselves being our first critic is, I, this just came to my mind. Uh, uh -huh. When you write something and you read it, you write it from a writer's perspective, but then it should be convincing enough from a reader's perspective. So uh, you being the first critic is the best thing you can do to yourself. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Be. Yeah. And see, and see, I went way out. You know, I'm, I'm the, when you say critic, I'm thinking crit being critical of yourself, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But absolutely. When writing, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, because it's like, um, you know, I, I, um, uh, help unemployed workers, Michigan unemployed workers receive their benefits when they lose their job. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I would, I would share with them, that that okay i lost my thought yeah but we were talking about the critic yeah that that um i forgot i, I lost my thought i don't know what happened with the thought it just <laughs> wherever it went it went somewhere so anyway that's okay but all i uh, intended to say with this is uh if you being a reader are not convinced enough with what you have written you cannot expect the readers to be convinced enough so right you being the first critic is the best thing I will. It really I will is. Support it, that, yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah, you know what? And it did come back. Yeah, I will share with them. There's a diff. Just like there's a difference between being a consumer and an, and 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 a company owner. There's a difference between being an employer and an employee. Right. You've got to think outside the box of who we normally are. So you're absolutely right. So I'm a writer. So I've got to think outside the box and say, okay, now I'm writing this. So now I need to be the audience. Yes. Let me read it as I am an, uh, the, uh, the reader. You are absolutely right. I love that. <laughs> I think uh, we have partially answered our next question in this uh, little uh, discussion that we had. What is the difference between an author and a writer? <laughs> and that was a, hmm, that was a, because hmm, I never thought the difference. I even went on my Facebook page and said, hey, I was asked this question. What you think? 
<laughs> because I mean, it really did. That's I said, huh? Okay, so and I thought about. It. I said, okay, author, 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 writer, and then I, I said, okay, an author is someone who publishes yeah. their work. A writer is someone who writes it. So I said, okay, so you can be a writer, but not necessarily an author. And you can be an, to be an author, you can be both a writer and, and an author. An author yeah. yeah, but a writer doesn't necessarily make you an author. I never, I, again, I, that's why I, I really, I was very excited about this, the sister share here because your, your question, that, that um, yeah, the difference between a writer and an author, that gave me food for thought, gave me pause to, to, to uh, cause to pause. Yeah. <laughs> So till 2021, I would say I was a writer, but the moment I got published is the time I added author Nilshri to my name. And uh, that was more satisfying <laughs> than yeah. being a writer. Yeah. 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 What, uh, according to an author, what, what does a, a successful author mean to you? Oh, a successful author means to me, because success is so relative, even being specific, being an author. For me, a an author is, is success is when you actually have your work published mm -hmm. and you are satisfied with that work. And having still, after writing the work, you're passionate about the message. The message has still stayed within your heart. To me, that's success. That is success as, as, as an author. So it's not about how many books you sell. It's not about how much money. That's all good. But success is, is more for me the intangible, how I feel after I've completed and, uh, and, and become and published that either independently or through some some someone else, you know, through the publishing company. Mm -hmm. But it's that gratification of this is. I feel passionate about this message, and I know that that if if one person reads that that written that literary work and they are inspired, mm -hmm. then that's success. Yes. So uh, I very much support this because. Uh, Having written six books, uh, wow. till, date, uh, till date, the only thing that gives me kick, give, you know, inspires me and motivates me to write more is a message from a stranger, a random person who says something that you wrote was very relatable to me. So that is the kind of motivation that we as authors look for, you know, not sugar-coated goodness of our words that we have published, not the best-selling tag and uh, not even the money that follows but yes one message that lets you know that it has helped somebody else Absolutely. in their overcoming in their healing in their process that is the biggest achievement and that is a successful author right absolutely that's i so agree i agree nilshri i so agree with that yeah okay yeah so last thing uh, one advice for all the aspiring authors that you would like to give I would say, be yourself. I would say, you know, of course, learn the tools, you know, the grammar, the, you know, the, 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 the language in, in whatever tongue that, that we're speaking, but not let that be primary. You know, not be so 
uh, concerned about the grammar, even in, in the edit, edit, editing process, mm -hmm. um, because one can lose their creativity. You know, I know like sometimes in my in my poetry or, or different things, the grammar may not be correct. My thing to to aspiring writers learn to be bold enough to go out to be unorthodox. Just because it may be set up that way, like you have to say it this way, doesn't mean you have to say it that way. You can create your own way because the, the main thing for me, for an, an inspiring writer, what we want to do is, is touch a heart. Yes. That's the main, you want to touch a heart and we can get so bogged up in, okay, I got to make sure the comma is there. I got to make sure uh, this and that. I got to make sure that it's grammatically, structurally correct. I got to make sure and all of that. And then even, like I said, even with the editing, because an editor, someone who does your work, they can make it grammatically or structurally correct and change the whole context of what you were, what, what you were trying to say. So I would just say, be original, dare to do, as, as we say here, dare to do you, boo. <laughs> and just know that what's in your heart, if it's a, if, if, if it's a, if it's a, 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 a sensation and a feeling of emotion and goes beyond it, that this is a message that you want to deliver because God put it in there, the creator put it in there then that is your, that is the first, that means that there's someone, people out there that needs to, needs to read, not how it's written, what is written from the heart. So that's what I would say. That is a brilliant message, I would say, Dr. Anita, and we are towards the last uh, segment. And here I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing these pearls of wisdom with us today. I am totally charged to work more and better. You are an inspiration and uh, you have been thoughtful enough to, you know, we are sitting in different countries today and you've managed to, uh, you know, work out with the time zones and everything. Thank you very much. And it was an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I'm looking forward to do more of these sessions now. <laughs> Me too. Me too, Nilshree. Thank you so much. Like I said in the beginning, this is a blessing and an honor. When I saw the uh, in, in the literary chat and, and you said, I'll hurry it up. I said, I do it. I want to do it. Because <laughs> I think this is amazing what you're doing. Providing a platform for authors to share their work. God bless you, my beautiful sister. This is amazing. This is amazing. And I wish you much success and many blessings on your writings. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thank you. Yeah. You've created a, a nice thing here for, for our global community. And for that, you are to be commended. I'm very inspired by what you're doing. That means so, so much to me. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, that's me and Dr. Anita signing off for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I would request you to stay tuned for what's coming next. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone that listened. Blessings, peace, and love to all of you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks.